Welcome to Spreading Pandemic Politics. My name is Matteo Hermann Feschi. I am 18 years old, current high school student from Germany and your host for this podcast. The COVID-19 pandemic has impacted politics both international and domestic by affecting human rights and freedoms, democracy, elections and much more. Spreading Pandemic Politics is about rising awareness and discussing the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on political and social issues, democracy and human rights from a teen's perspective. Also hosting different teenagers all over the world. Welcome back to the third episode of Spreading Pandemic Politics. Today we will continue our voyage through South America and travel to Uruguay. I am very happy to welcome my cousin Francisco Fasci. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me today, Matteo. And I would like to congratulate you because of having this huge idea of creating this platform, allowing us to express our different opinions and situations during COVID. So yeah, let's start. Uh, I'm Francisco Fasci. I'm 19 years old and I'm from Montevideo, Uruguay. Uh, I'm a future student athlete uh, at Lincoln Memorial University in the United States of America. I'm moving there this year um, and I will be studying business management. So yeah. Great. Thanks a lot for already giving our listeners a heads up about who you are. So today I would like to talk to you about the COVID-19 situation in Uruguay. So yeah, why don't you just start by telling us um, about your personal impression of the situation in your country? Or if you want to start talking about your personal experiences, that's fine as well. Well, I want to, to start talking about my, my experience during, during COVID because I think that I did have a really particular situation because uh, last year I moved from my hometown to Montevideo, which is the capital city of Uruguay. Uh, be because of three things. Uh, I wanted to have a better education. I also wanted to have a better training. I wanted to improve my tennis game. So I moved and started training in a better club. Uh, and I also wanted to have a, a previous experience before making my, my college decision, which, as I said before, uh, I'm moving to the States. Uh, I did have a lot of places in mind, but finally I decided to study in the States because I am going to be able to keep playing tennis and, I was, and also studying. Um, so yeah, uh, for me it was a real particular year. Uh, so classes started in March uh, and I was only able to, to assess the school in a, in a presidential way for only three days <laughs> because then COVID started, um, so classes were, were done. I mean, the presidential class classes were done. So we started having virtual classes. Uh, so for me, it was really difficult to make friends. And was that 
um, something that was very difficult for you? Or how did you handle the situation and when were you able to, to go back to school? Well, after three months of having this kind of quarantine, but it wasn't quarantine because it wasn't obligatory for us to stay at home. We could go, we could go out, uh, we could go, we could go out to a coffee, to a coffee shop, to a restaurant. So it wasn't quarantine like like in most of the other countries. So it wasn't that difficult for us. But yeah, after three months, we were able to go back to school. Everything was open once again. Um, and yeah, we started to have like our life as it used to be, but always having these new restrictions to to try to, to avoid the spread of the virus. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a nice experience, but at, but at the same time, a really difficult one because it was my last year of high school. I had a lot of expectations in that of making new friends and at school. Uh, but yeah. Um, uh, another thing which was really different uh, from the other years is that when you're in last year of last year of high school, uh, all, uh, every school uh, at the end of the year give a party, and they sell tickets to go to that party. But this year, that year because of COVID, we weren't able to to celebrate the end of our high school our high school path so so yeah that was pretty sad that we couldn't have that experience and being able to go out with friends and have time with your classmates um, but yeah yeah I think it was about the same at my high school um, the 13th year so the graduating year um, at my high school wasn't able to celebrate or have like a prom or a party neither so yeah i can imagine that that was um pretty hard as there wasn't like really um an end of of the high school experience now i would like you to talk a little bit more about the political situation in uruguay so how did the government handle the pandemic and what were the restrictions talking about the restrictions and about our political situation I have to say that we were lucky of in a small country, so it was easier to control the spread of the virus. So yeah, I remember being uh, the first day that, that a, COVID co a COVID case was diagnosed in our country. Um, the president that same day stopped everything, like told people to, to stay at home, um, the classes, uh, schools were closed, clubs were closed, restaurants were closed, everything was closed. Uh, but yeah, at this uh, it was like for a short period of time. Uh, and and yeah, so the, the restrictions weren't that dramatic as in other countries uh, like Argentina, Brazil, Chile. So we didn't have like an obligatory quarantine. So we were really lucky. Uh, right now, we're one of the one of the most advanced countries in the vaccine in vaccination process. Uh, so yeah, here uh, almost uh, fifty percent of the population here it's vaccinated with two doses of the COVID vaccine. Uh, 
Um, so yeah, um, the COVID cases here started to to go down. So I think that's pretty cool because here we're having like a normal life as we used to, but always having these restri restrictions. I feel like a lot of governments, also here in Germany, the government, um, were not really transparent when it came to the um, COVID-19 crisis. And there were also many cases, of course, of corruption in the government. Um, how did Uruguay handle this or what was it like in Uruguay? Talking uh, a little bit more about our political situation here in Uruguay, I have to say that we're lucky to have a government and a president which were really transparent in terms of what they were doing, the situation of our country. Uh, so yeah, uh, I have to say that I'm really happy to have a government like this. Uh, to have a government which was uh, really present uh, and unstable so so yeah which is right now in this moment it's really difficult to have a government like this one especially in south america which uh i mean you can see argentina chile brazil having a lot of issues uh with the gov with the government on people involved into the government so i have to say that we were like to have a to have a president, a formal president, uh, with formal ministers, and and yeah, I I'm ha I'm happy with it, awfully confident with it, uh, I feel safe with it, uh, and yeah, last year, uh, the government had an improvement of sixty percent, which is a lot. Uh, I think it was the first government with with that a lot that a lot of improvements. So. So yeah, uh, we're happy, uh, as I said before, right now, uh, we have a, a big amount of people vaccinated. The president, I remember last year in December, he told us that in March, um, it was uh, the first, it was, we're going to be having the first arrivals of vaccines. And, and it was true. Um, in March, I remember, especially because my mom was one of the first people, one of the first persons in, in getting vaccinated here because she's a teacher. Uh, I remember clearly. Uh, so yeah, I think we're happy. I'm happy with it. Uh, right now, as I said, we have uh, almost more than 50% of people with two doses of the COVID vaccine and 70% of, of the population here has at least one dose. So, so yeah, here in Uruguay, everything is going right. Uh, right now, the COVID cases started, go started to go down. So we start we're starting to, to see the effects of the vaccine here. And going back uh, to our normal life is, uh, and yeah, um, and well, that's it. All right, yeah, thank you very much for sharing your story and telling us about the situation in your country and about your um, personal experiences. I'm sure every country um, has its own problems with the pandemic, but um, yeah, it sounds like Uruguay handled it pretty well. That's it for today. 
thank you very much, Francisco, um, for joining in today. And yeah, I talk to you soon. Bye bye. Feel free to tune in for future episodes. We will discuss major impacts of COVID-19 on politics in different parts of the world and provide insight on the perspective of teens of other countries as well. Thanks for listening and until then, stay tuned. Make sure to subscribe to Spreading Pandemic Politics on the major platforms Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify. And if you would like to learn more about the podcast and get additional information from our blog, visit our official podcast website, spreadingpandemicpolitics.com. Thank you.